0: Hello, everybody. Good day. This is Rev DDT. It's Wednesday, I believe. Yes, it is. It's Wednesday. And it's a fine day here in Boise, Idaho. It's starting to warm up a little bit here, and it's good because I do not like the cold. My body don't work so well in the cold, but um, I do like it when I'm hot to get cold. But that's like go in, you know, get in some air conditioning or something like that, you know, or get, get, get an iced tea or something, you know, and just kick back. But anyway, I'm rambling right now. It is, it's really nice outside, uh, things are starting to turn green finally, I walked outside today and our hedge, we have this giant hedge out front, and uh, it's like nice and green, it just got trimmed too, which looks really nice, I was looking at it going, wow, man, this thing's huge. When we moved into this house here, back, this is my mother's house, okay, so when we moved in here, well I grew up in this house, so when we moved into this house back in uh, the 70s, early 70s, that hedge was uh, um, knee high, actually it wasn't even knee high yet, it was was just below my knee, and I'm I'm 5'6", you know. So, you know, so it was about two and a half feet tall, three feet tall, something like that. And now it's, uh, I can almost, it's almost up to my neck, almost. And it's bulky, too. It's huge. Big old thick thing. The interesting thing is, is that it used to not be a flourishing hedge. It used to be kind of, um, it was taking its time growing, it seemed like, until I hit it with some stuff called twenty twenty, which I got from a friend of mine who had a nursery. And I hit shot it with twenty twenty, sprayed it down one time. He said, spray it down, soak it on a real hot day. So I did. Um, and then I did it one more time. I did it at the beginning of summer and the end of summer. Oh, a long time ago, a few years back. And when I did, two years later, that hedge was bulked out to the max. I mean, it's, and it's just it still is. It's still just, it's getting big. It's an beast hedge. <laughs> anyway, broadcast today. So the broadcast today, what I wanted to talk about is, is something that was on my heart was um, our mindset. Okay, yep, you heard me. I said mindset. Yeah. Our mindset. And I was thinking about my past. I was thinking about what was different between now in this part of my life, as opposed to the first half of my life, is because I'm in my 50s, late 50s, um, I figure, you know, I got about, you know, maybe, maybe I have 50 more years, I think I do, but I'm pretty sure I do, but I'm not sure, so, so we just, I just look at it as dividing it in half, okay, so the first part of my life, when I was a kid, you know, I, I was, you know, I was just a kid, so, you know, you're thinking kid thoughts, right, and sometimes you think adult thoughts, but usually it's kid thoughts, and when I was playing by myself out in the yard or whatever, um, this was before my brother could actually was old enough to play with me. Um, we, uh, I uh, I was playing out in the yard or whatever. I, I would talk to the Holy Spirit. I would hear his voice, and I would talk to him. He would ask me questions, and I would answer them. Um, let me give you an example. I was sitting there one morning, and I was out by the gate, and there was earwigs out there, and they were kind of cruising around doing their thing. you know. And I, I looked at this earwig, and I said, well, that's a really interesting bug. And I went to poke my finger at it, and I heard the still small voice in my heart. said, don't do that. It'll pinch you, and it'll hurt. So I took my pinky finger, and I touched it. And when I did, it pinched me, and it hurt. It hurt like, it hurt like the dickens. Okay, so when I was playing with my little trucks out in the dirt, you know, I was out there playing with my trucks, and I was getting some dirt. I had a dump truck, so I was filling it up with dirt with a spoon, pretending it was a front-end loader. And I'm sitting there doing this, and um, uh, I would hear his voice. He'd talking to me about things, and I, and I, would, and I would go, uh-huh, uh huh, uh-huh, uh huh." And my mom thought I was nuts for a long time until, until, uh, Back until I was an adult, then she realized what was going on. I've always had a conversation with him, I always kept a conversation going with him um, all the years. Um, you find me, a lot of times people show up at my house and it's quiet in my room except I'm in mean, there talking, but there's nobody else in here. <laughs> they're like, they open, and I open the and they go, Who are you talking to? There's nobody else here. And I go, I wasn't, uh, are you talking to yourself? You're going crazy. You know, that's a sign of craziness. I'm like, No, no, no. I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to God oh, okay. Now, people are used to it now. My friends are and stuff, but, um, you know, people that don't know me, they're not used to that. So they kind of look at me a little weird, like, is this guy a crack or what, you know? Because I'm having full conversations. Yeah, uh-huh, no, yeah, yes, yeah, sure, Lord, you know, and it's just talking to him. I take everything to him and bounce it off of him. If it sits if if it sits well with him, it sits well with me. If it doesn't sit well with him, it doesn't sit well with me. It's just kind of, that's just the way it's been. And um, so anyway... Um, I was thinking about the first part of my life, and I was was raised in this, uh, with this crazy woman in here, who is actually not crazy anymore. Uh, Since we cast that damn spirit of violence out of her, she's been, uh, she's been really peaceful and really cool towards me, which is amazing, because she was 100% the other way. She was a frickin' nutcase, I mean, totally out of control, neurotic, narcissistic, she's still a bit narcissistic, but I don't let her run over the top of me with that stuff, man. I don't let anybody do that, because I'm not a narcissist, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not in control, God's in control. I, you know, that's basically just straight up. When I started d- taking on that mindset, God's in control. And I'm not in control. That let go of a lot of anxiety. But you know, we're talking about mindsets here, right? So raising a negative home with with a person who dwells on uh, negative stuff, watches programs on TV that are negative. You know, like okay, so like you got Dateline and things like that, where they're talking about murders and stuff like that, and, and these people, and it's real true stories, right? Of things that have happened right here in, in America, right? And they'll be talking about these stories about people, how people twisted their Got into a person's life, and then twisted it around, and ended up killing them, or whatever. She dwells on that stuff. Dwells on all kinds of negative stuff. Watches the commercials. Hey, listen, if you guys don't want to, guys don't want to feel sick, stop watching the commercials and just start monitoring what you watch on TV. If you're watching commercials over and over again about cancer or the whatever, you know, because they'll, they'll run those commercials. They run, they'll run 15 commercials in a row. And um, I'm not kidding either. I counted them. Usually, it's between ten and fifteen. So it rests right around thirteen commercials. Depends on what time, what time of the program it is. What, you know, what, what segment of the program is playing. Um, right in the middle, they run fifteen commercials. Right. Well, they run the fifteen commercials. Three or four of those would be about some kind of new medication they got out. Well, back in the '70s, it wasn't new medication. It was about you know people getting you know sick, and and and, and then and then they would have like um, you know I'm not talking about like regular medication like what we're here seeing right now. Talking about we we get that over the counter stuff you know, like um, say like you, you plugged up or whatever you don't know, use Miralax or whatever like that. Those are the kind they would run. My mom had issues with all kinds of stuff, and um, I, I watched her. I, she hypochondriacs. Is what I'm trying to say, it kind of produces us into a hypochondriac. Whether we whether we vocalize it or not doesn't matter. It's what we're dwelling on on the inside. It's that default setting that we have. That very basic setting that we we can adjust that we can change that. And a lot of people don't think you can, but you can. People can change. I was raised in a generation that's, that believed, oh, nobody can change. They're all the same. They're always going to be the same. they always be this way. It are always be that way. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and and uh, I get, I get let go of that mindset when I was early on because I knew people could change because I watched people change. You know, right in front of me. And as a, as a young kid, you know, I didn't know that stuff. But when I hit teenage, I started seeing these things. I started seeing a lot of stuff. And when I hit 16, my eyes opened up a lot, really big. I mean, I was like, oh, I've seen all kinds of stuff. And I was like, wow. I realized that the adults are lying to us, too. I realized that. I realized that when I found out my mom was Santa Claus, and that was back when my dad left when I was seven. So I was about eight or nine, uh, close to nine. And um, I saw the writing on the tag under the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree had a present, so I went over to the present and I saw the handwriting. And I had recognized it because just earlier before that, I was over at the table and she had one of her ledgers open and she had her handwriting. And she had signed her name at the top of the ledger so that, you know, and put, put her address and stuff on there in case she lost it, right? Okay, well, when I saw her name on there, I realized that she was Santa Claus because it was the same, and so I picked up the package, I walked over there just to compare it to make sure. Now I was eight years old. You know and back then, eight-year-olds were't that smart. You know They're smart and crap now. they' come out. Some of them are geniuses. They're, they can get on the computer and hack stuff. I mean, I had a friend of mine's kid At three years old could hack. He could just go in there and start typing in symbols and stuff that he saw in his mind, you know and then boom. He'd be on a website or something. I'd be like, how would you do that? He goes, I said, where do you see that at, Zeke? And he goes, I, it's in my mind. I see it. I says, oh, so you type it what you see? He goes, yes. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah, he was a good little hacker. Got himself in trouble a couple times instead of doing that. But um, anyway, our mindset. Okay, so we're on the mindset thing that default setting that we have is what really governs our life. It's what really steers us into the directions that we go in. It's, it's what produces uh, good or bad in our life. or, or you know. And I'm, and I'm saying, like, there's bad things that can come. They're going to come anyway. Some bad things will. Some things are etched in concrete. That's what the Lord told me. He says, you know the Ten Commandments? The ones that Moses carved in stone? I said, yeah. I said, well, the first ones he broke, God carved those. And he goes, uh-huh. And I said, okay. And he goes, he carved the second in stone. He goes, that's, that's that default setting. He goes, things. Some things are in, etched in stone, and they can't be changed. Because so, there's some things that are going to come into our lives that can't be. But there's a lot of things that we can avoid by just changing our mindset. We give off a vibration. Everybody, everybody used to, you know, they used to say that back in the '60s and the '70s. You know, you had a good vibe, man. You know, hey, brother, you I like this vibe, man. You know, but and I never understood what they were talking about really, it's got until until after after I, you know, I had my my, my uh, spiritual encounter, you know, where, where that light shot up through me. And it was, I, I don't know if it was an awakening or not, but it was definitely a breakthrough. And, um, because I was already awake spiritually. I've already keyed in spiritually anyway. You know, just that way naturally. But, um, but, but after that, I started having out-of-body experiences and stuff. So it was about that time. So when I looked at this stuff and I going, I, I, I was thinking about vibrations. I was thinking about what that word vibe and I was meditating one day and it came to me. It dawned on me what he was, what, what they were saying. I was like, "Oh, that's what they're talking about." Because we do give off a, a, a vibration; we give off of an energy, an energetic vibration. It can be uh, there's a frequency too, too as well. Yeah, 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 I know it's measurable somehow. I don't know how they come up with these instruments, but they can come up with them. And uh, they've come up with some instruments that can measure vibrations. Um, I was looking at the. I went to the internet to see if there was any anything like that, and there is. There actually is. Um, so you know, um, there's this aspect that we we send off this signal. Basically, it's like a radio. Um, picks up a, a signal that's out here in the air and, then, and that's how we're able to tune into radio stations and things like that. It's almost like magic, right? Probably to a person that was in the 1800s would go, oh man, witchcraft probably, in the 1700s, they'd probably come after you with pitchforks, you know, and burn him at the stake, he's a witch, you know, or whatever. The thing is, is that um, vibrations are real and we do give and we do send them off. Everything gives vibration off. Everything that's alive has a vibration to it. Okay, that vibration, now a plant is a plant, but we're humans, We have a thinking aspect to our life. We have a depth in that. We also have, uh, we have much more than that. We're more complex than what we actually realize. And we can't, we got to, we got to remember this. We got to think, okay, we are more complex. So, you know, what is, what what am I driving at? I'm driving at this. You can change that vibration. Our signal that we give off is what's bringing stuff into our lives. If we're dwelling on negative stuff, we're going to have a lot more negativity in our lives. And I know this for a fact because I've, I'm on the other side of it, looking at it behind me going, wow, that was a horrible life back back before. Before that, I was completely confused, didn't understand who I was or what was going on, completely disconnected on the inside, so I was disconnected from those things that were in life that were mine that would bring peace into my life. Okay, I was dwelling on negative stuff because I was raised by a person that, that input this negative stuff into me for so many years that I, you know, what choice did I have? I didn't have any other choice to think any differently. Most of my friends were raised the same way. And so that, you know, not violently, but they were raised with negative aspects, those kind of negative aspects. So you have hypochondriacs, you have narcissism, you have all these things. And I was like looking at this stuff going, I need to overcome a lot of things. And I started working on it a long time ago, like 30-something years ago. But when it did change, it only took a few years when it changed. I was stuck in this one space. I was still, I kept walking around telling my buddy, I talked to my buddy, one of my buddies friend, my, per- my per friend, I said, hey, man, bro, I said, I- dude, I... I feel like I'm spinning my wheels, man. And he, and he was always—he was raised different, though. He's the same age, but he was raised in a different in a different environment. His parents are awesome. I mean, his parents are so cool. And um, he was raised in a different environment, so he didn't have that negative negative thing going on. He always had a positive outlook on life. I had a negative outlook, even though I'm an optimist. Kind of weird, huh? Yeah. To talk about combobulated, <laughs> man, I was messed up. So anyway, I was told how I was to think. I was told what I was to think about. I was told this is how you think. And then my mom would would watch TV. We'd watch TV with her and stuff. And she and she she'd see a commercial and she'd vocalize it. And she'd go, "Oh God, oh God, oh God!" You know, worrying. That's another one too. The worry is a dead. Is it? It's a killer. It's deadly. It's like a freaking. Um, you remember that guy? uh was that guy? That, that dude that did the uh, uh, the reptiles and stuff. The Steve guy from Australia. Uh, that he got shot in the heart with a, oh, it was sort of a stingray. That's it. That's I'm sort of trying to say. It's like a stingray shooting your freaking heart with his tail, you know, just because it shoots his tail, it shoots a stinger out of his tail and it can kill you. Well, that's how it killed him. You know, well, anyway, um, can't remember his last name, but anyway, that Steve guy. Hey, <laughs> oh, look at this. I got my snake on the ground. Oh, let's, look, let's see what that looks like, you know. And he gets right up there and plays with the snake and stuff and pulls it and shows it to you, and he's all excited. Anyway, um, yeah, that guy was funny. I, I always liked watching him because he was really, he cracked me up. When I was raised, I wasn't very. I was raised around all kinds of emotions, right? But laughter wasn't one of them. There was hardly any laughter in our house. And when there was, it was my mom, and she's cackling. And when we started start laughing, she tells us, "Shut up." I start to voice an opinion about something that I had. It was just an opinion. Just I see because I see things on a different side. So I start to voice that back. Back then, I get the shit beat out of me for it. If I contradicted anything she said, that was up to about ten years ago or five years ago, whatever it was. We cast about five years ago, maybe. Oh, gosh, I don't know, man. It was a few years back. Um, she, every time we'd contradict her, especially me, she'd get up and backhand me. It used to be she'd hit me with whatever was in her hand, or she'd pick something up and hit me with it. And she'd cold cock me from behind, too, not in my face. A lot of times, if I was face to face, she'd just try to slap me or hit me with whatever was in her hand. And sometimes it was a back scratcher or a freaking, uh, or or a, you know, a TV controller. I don't know how many of those damn things I took away from her and broke, threw it, broke it, twisted it in my hand, broke it, threw it down on the ground. and said, remember, hit me on that fucking thing again, you know, uh, when I got older. But when I was a kid, you couldn't do that. As a teenager, you couldn't do that. You couldn't back to talk to your parents because you could get shit beat out of me again, and even worse. Told, you know, hey, um, you uh, tell us the truth, and you won't be, you, you know, you're not going to get spanked for it or whatever, right? And then they'd beat the shit out of you when you told them the truth. That's kind of that's double standard I was living in. And so I was really confused, really messed up. When I got away from here, because I knew I needed to get out of here, I wanted to work. I didn't want to quit school, but I wanted to work. And I got kicked out of school, and I I still couldn't work, because I was was, uh, was 16 then. And I could work, but I I wasn't at that point when I got kicked out. I was 15 when I got kicked out, but I was almost 16. Then I got a job when I was 16. But I lied about my job. I lied to my boss and told him that I was 16, and I got a job at Sizzler, because that was the only place that would hire me. And um, I was looking everywhere, and I finally went there, and I got a job there. And the boss knew that I was only 15, and he eventually came out and he goes, Because I didn't, wouldn't give him my social security number. Eventually, he goes, You're only 15, aren't you? And I go, Yeah. He goes, he goes, Your mom tell you to do this? And I go, Yeah. And he goes, She just kicked me out. She said she kicked me out, and it was going to kick me out, and she did kick me out. I was out on the, I was out on the street for a little while. It uh, happened a couple times. Um, you know, so you know, I'm sitting so here going, uh, Yeah, well, when I was 16, he goes, When you're 16, you can come back here. Because um, what, what happened was I was, Bus table and doing busing, and one of the dishwashers was over back, but he backed up in the dish room. So I went in there and I helped him, but I organized it while I was in there, and I did a, such a good job that he wanted to put me on his head dishwasher. And he says, "You come back, I'll make you head dishwasher." I go, all right. So I had to wait a few months and come back, and I got my job back, and you know went to work, and then I was, eventually became a cook, and then traveled around because I was a cook. So just stuff like that, right? So anyway, the mindset though, the whole time I'm carrying this this pressure. We're always carrying this pressure on the inside. And I was ready to explode. I mean, at any any given point, I was going to freaking pop and, and hurt somebody really bad, you know. Um, if it wasn't freaking, you know, whatever, I was just going to hurt somebody really bad. And but the problem is, is that I didn't want to do that because I have a heart, man. I love people, and I don't like to hurt anybody. So I was hurting myself, you know. And um, self sabotage comes out of that aspect. This is all default mindset. This is like, okay, if, you're, if it's ingrained in you, okay, so you're in a place where you're, you're basically incubating in this not toxic environment that's this horribly toxic, unsafe house, because you know that if you go home, you're going to get shit beat out of you. I hope the mom's not there, that she's still at work, so that you can at least have a few minutes of peace, because you were just in a school where there was no peace, you know, because you know how school is. It's chaotically crazy. You know, you've got to go from one class to the next class, and you've got to study all this stuff, and learn it all, and memorize all of it, and be tested on it. You know, and then you got to deal with your, with any of your classmates that are out there that hate to hate hate you, want to kick the shit out of you. You know, which when I was going to school, I didn't have anybody who wanted to try and kick the shit out of me there. It wasn't until my brother got into junior high and high school that, um, you know, I ensued I, a few of my own fights. But you know, because um, there were some people that were in my enemies in this town. And I didn't know it. You know, I was born with enemies. How are you? How the hell is that possible? Maybe from a past life. I don't know. Anyway. But uh, my brother, he, he he had a big mouth, big mouth, and he was also Casanova. So he was schmooing on, uh, you know, other dudes' girlfriends and stuff like that. And he was getting chased home. And then, you know, I'm not gonna let my brother get beat up. So I'd go out and I'd fight him. I used to get beat up until I until I got to a certain age, and then I stopped. But that's because of martial arts and some other things too. Um, time, I have I have real strange anomalies that happen in my life with time, and um, very strange ones. And uh, it's just anyway, we can go into that. It's another that's for another, that's a topic for another time. But anyway, so, this mindset, this default mindset, if you're toxic and you're dwelling, you just start looking at what you're dwelling on. If you're watching a lot of commercials about those, I, would, I do this, when a cancer commercial comes on or any commercial about medication or something, I flip the channel or turn the TV off, you know, and wait for that commercial to go by and then I'll go back to the program. And the reason why, or I mute it, walk out of the room, it's, it's important what we visualize as well. You don't want to visualize this stuff as well because it gets, it, we, we, we bring this stuff into us. We're We're a receiver. And we have open gates, and our eye is one gate, our mouth is another, our heart's a huge gate, our mind, our will, and our emotions, that's, that's a gate. And these gates are, are gates that you can go in and out of. Okay, so I'm like, how am I going to, you know, one, at one point I realized I needed some help. How am I going to change this? How am I going to, um, and it wasn't until I started hanging out with Pentecostal Christians that actually stuff started to kind of shift. My eyes started to open up more. I had, and then I had a paradigm shift, and I was like, whoa, okay. And that's when it really opened. And that's why I said, I need to get on this track because if this is the truth about God and this is the truth about life, then I don't need to be in this place where I ne- have lack in my life and living in a place of negativity. Said, I never knew when I was going to end up fired and or kicked out of my place and or I'm back on the street under bushes sleeping. I've slept under bushes. I've slept I've slept wherever you can. And when you're in a city where the cops will kick you out of places, you can't, there's not very many places you can sleep. You know? If you're in a city like New York or something like that, people sleep on the streets. Chicago, they just sleep on the streets. You know? And I'm like, fuck, I can not do that. Slip in cardboard boxes. They have a little cardboard shanty, a little village, you know? And uh, they'd sleep there, and it's just an empty lot, you know, with a bunch of cardboard boxes in there, and they'd sleep and live in there. I didn't have that. You know, I was living in Idaho. I got frostbite because I got kicked out. Um, I was in my car, and uh, I couldn't, I I I didn't have enough gas to keep it running all night. You can't do that anyway. It's not smart, but I didn't have any any way to heat, and I ended up getting frostbite in my two my toes and two my fingers, you know. Um, almost lost my little toe on my left my left little toe, which is barely there anyway. But and then I also almost lost my my freaking ring finger on my on my my actual ring finger on my left hand, you know, from frostbite. And my pinky too, but my pinky was fine. It was frostbitten, but it wasn't as bad as mine. It turned black. My ring finger did. And I didn't even have I don't wear rings, you know. I, I have some I can wear I can wear, but I don't wear them very often because they just bother me. Um, so, anyways, it's, it's, it's as you're going, this mindset, this, this 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 mindset, this basic default setting needs to change, so that we can actually have a better life. And uh, and believe me, it's real. I didn't think it was for the longest time until I finally it dawned on me one time, and I had a paradigm shift, and it was like, oh my gosh, it is real. And by the way, I'm holding the phone, so if you're hearing noise, it's because I'm moving it around a little bit sometimes because my hand is falling asleep. My left hand is, is it's all got bees in it. You've Gotta put the titanium rings on for a little while, and it'll mellow it out. Or grab that crystal citron I got sitting over there, and that, that helps it a lot, too. Um, anyway, so, um, citrine, I guess it's called. Yeah, citrine. Anyway, um, this this whole change can happen. So when I got on the track, I was like, I, I went and I asked people, how do you do this? How do you make this happen? I can see that it needs to happen, but how do you make it happen? Now, Christians say, well, you just got to believe in the Lord Jesus, and then it will happen for you because the Lord will do it for you. And it was like, no, some things he doesn't do for us. Uh, yeah, uh-huh, I said that. Yeah, it's true. Some things we have to we have to take the initiative. We have to use our faith and step forward. You know, and he'll meet us there. But he's going with us along the journey and he'll give us insight as we're going. And there are some things that he will give us insight on, but there are some things he doesn't say a word to me at all. And I'm like pressing in, pressing in, pressing in. And and this, believe me, I've been having conversations with him since I was a little kid. You know, and I've always had him and I always will have him. You know, full-on conversations like we're talking right now, except he's talking to me, and, you know, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to you, and you're not talking back to me. But he's, it's a back-and-forth conversation, a real conversation. But there's some things he just won't say. And I think the reason why is because he wants us to discover these on, uh, for ourselves as well. He's going to tell us stuff, sure, yeah. And we go to him, and we get answers for him, man, and I get, you know, 90% of the answers. But there's like 10% that he doesn't say anything, so I have to discover it. And I realize that there's, there's that point of discovery that's important for us. It's, it's part of our part of what's going on with us. I don't know exact, exactly everything, but I do know that that's important. Because if it wasn't, he'd be talking to us. He'd be telling us those answers. So the thing is, is that when you ask him for wisdom, you've got to get wisdom. But you need to ask him. There's a certain way to ask him. And um, even that, I, would, I asked him. So I went to people that were actually able to overcome. I found people that were, that were in the same mindset I was in. They were in that too. And they changed and I needed to know how that change happens, and so I would get around him and I'd listen to him while they talked, and I'd watch him, I'd watch him, I'd, I'd study him to see what was different about him, and if I noticed that there was something very different about him, because I, I was looking at people that had good things in their life, and because I, I had a lot of bad things, but bad all the time it seemed like for a lot of years, and I had no money, I, I had freaking high debt, no money, and having I mean, spending money I had freaking debt, debtors chasing me down, you know, lenders chasing me down, freaking constantly. I was being hounded constantly. And, you know, on top of that, it seemed like everywhere I went, some trouble would happen. You know, I ended up, somebody would end up not liking me wherever I was at, and, and then they would make sure that I knew it, you know. And so it was like, you know, I go to a party, I had to leave a couple parties because, you know, I was going to get killed. I had to leave freaking Houston, Texas when I was at the carnival because the carnies were going to kill me, you know. And the reason why they wanted to kill me is because, I don't know. <laughs> I never did ever figure that out, you know. And this front, one friend of mine goes, hey, you got to get out of here. They're talking about fucking murdering you. And I said, what? yeah I was just thirteen at that time, and I was like What why are they going to do that? And he says, Just get out of here, man so i I hightailed it out of there. I got the hell out of there came back up to Idaho. I walked for days, walked for days. I finally found somebody to help me I went to a mission mission they were, Christians are good about that stuff if you go to them asking for help, they will help you there's you know and a mission missions are are good are good places. um There was a pastor guy at a mission that helped me out and got me a bus ticket home and that was and that was cool. I did some work for him around there, and he gave me some money, and I went back home. But um, anyway, the thing is, is that this mindset that I had was what was bringing this bad stuff into my, my life, and I didn't know that. What we dwell on, we emanate. We, we, we give off a frequency. We give off this vibration, so to speak. And I don't know how how it works in the universe, but the universe definitely understands that, and it, it responds to it. Watch what you're saying, too, like how you say things. Really, really take time before you before you go. You know, like, if you're going to rail on somebody, take some time first before you rail on them. And see if you've got that going on in your own heart. Because if you got that going on in your own heart, if you're doing it, then uh, that hypocrisy, if the universe picks up on that, you're going to get more... You know, karma does pay you back. And sometimes people get slapped with karma right away, like I do. You know? So, I, you know, it's, it's a teacher. Karma's a teacher. It's not just this, you know, oh my God, it's, yeah, I'm going to get hit by karma if I do this back. No, just you need to think think yeah but don't think oh my god because that's that uh-oh then more uh-oh is going to come into your life. You see what I'm saying? I don't know if you're catching that drift or not but that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about how do we respond to things? How we we actually interact with stuff? Everything, not just and I'm talking inanimate objects as well. You break things cuz you're pissed off, guess what? You're going to have a lot of broken things in your life. If you just stop breaking things and you start appreciating them, guess what? You have things in your life you can appreciate. You know? And then yeah, and like, I had cheap TVs because I would break them. Because I get pissed off eventually, take it outside and stomp on it. Or, well, I'd throw it on the ground, smash it, and then stomp on it. You know, kick the crap out of it and get mad at it or whatever. Get mad at somebody and fucking take it out on the TV or take it out on something. And, it, you know, it was wrong to do that. I didn't even think about that. The way we treat our stuff can, can really determine the things that we have in life. And it's true. It's not, it's not fake. I know because I got it on the other side of it. How, how did I get there? I ams. You have to change the way you're thinking. And if you go right down into the root, I am it. What you dwell on, I am goodness. I am great. I am, you know, I am chocolate cake. No, I'm good, I'm great, I'm chocolate cake. No, I mean, you things like that. I am peace. I am love. I am hope. I am freedom. I am faith. I am, I am even money. I am money. Okay, so this is not the love of money. They say the love of money is the root of all evil. No, it's not. all evil. the root of all evil. Pride is. Pride. Pride and arrogance is the root of all evil. That is the root. That's the one that kicked the, kicked the fallen angel out of heaven. He rose up and said, I will, I will, I will. It's in Ezekiel, and you can read it. You find the five I wills. Those five I wills are prideful statements, and that got him kicked out. He he rebelled at that point Was It goes, pride first, then rebellion. Pride and rebellion go hand in hand. They're skipping along a path. The path is called corruption, and it's called destruction, and it's called freaking angst. And it's called all this other stuff. But it but it doesn't see all that stuff. It only sees what it thinks it sees. It wants to see, and it only sees itself because it's a mirror that it's looking in. And it says, "Oh, I am so wonderful, great, and I can do." You know, now you don't want to take that on. You do want to speak speak good words over yourself, though. I am great. Yeah, speak that over yourself. You know, speak. Say yes. Say yes. Say 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 right now. I am great. You are great. It's because you are great. But But know this. Don't do it. Do it with humility. Don't do it with pride. See, there's a way to do things. The right way to do things, and there's a, there's a way that's wrong. I know it sounds really black and white, but it really is. There's a right way and a wrong way to do everything. We all know that. Come on, we're all adults, right? Let I me mean, think about it. Now, the generation behind, below my generation, and the one below that, and the other one, yeah, are, you guys are. Most of you guys that are listening to this broadcast are in your th- probably twenty between twenty eight and thirty four. Um, I looked at my anal- analytics on my on my. Uh, on the podcast, and um, you know, that's where that's where the range is, hundred percent. So here come I'm talking to you guys. You guys were raised by really good parents, you know, people that really, actually, really didn't do what they did with my generation. They beat the fucking shit out of us. They beat us because they, they were they were justified because it, oh, it's in the scriptures. You beat a child, and you know, save his soul from hell. Now that I don't know who the fuck wrote that, but God didn't say that because God knows that that does harm, and love does no harm. So. You want to quit self if you want to quit sabotaging your life, quit sabotaging other people's life, you want to you want to have some good things in your life, which you probably guys probably already do. But just know this whatever you put into your children, whatever you whatever dwelling you set up for them in the, in the home life as they're growing up, that's gonna to happen to them in life. And they'll have a lot more to overcome if they're raised by negative violence. Don't do that to them. You wouldn't do that to them. Don't do it to yourself. You know, when Jesus said this, he said, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Why did he? He would have just said, if he didn't want that in there, he would have just said, "Love your neighbor." He would have just said, "Love your neighbor," but he didn't say that. He said, "Love your neighbor as yourself." And if you think about it, you do. we already do love ourselves, whether we realize it or not? I used to hate myself. I don't anymore. I changed that. I had it took a lot of work changing it, but I, but it was efficient, and it happened. And I don't think that way about myself anymore. I don't say I don't call myself stupid when I do some dumb things. Would i what I see dumb. I don't do that. And the reason why is because, I, and here's, here's why. Because of that reason, because of the mindset, but it's also because that, more of that, it reinforces it, and more of that will come into your life. More of those opportunities will, be, will show up for you to be stupid. Dude. And then you just keep doing it, and you've been in a cycle, now you're in a cycle. And a cycle will have a pattern. If you can recognize the pattern, you might be able to get out of it. But most people don't look at things with patterns. They don't see the pattern. They just see the moment. But there's a pattern to everything. You don't need those kind of patterns in your life you want good good patterns in your life if you have patterns aren't bad, they're not bad at all, but um and you can break them up with spontaneity, but you got to recognize it first, and then if you do you, there'll be an opening Here's another thing here's a tip if you want to study something and you don't have any time, if you just take five minutes to start and keep and keep that mindset, I oh, just take five minutes right here I know and know this, and in your heart, say this, I know more time will open up for me to study as I go. I know it will. So I'm going to do it now. So you just take, turn the TV off, go study something or whatever you want to study. Do that, study it, and watch what happens. You talk to God and you ask Him. I used to do this, man. I never had any time to study my Bible when I was younger, you know, and until you know, my in my te- teens and early adult, until I hit about 27, and I didn't have any time because so I was working my ass off, man, trying to pay bills and stuff, and trying to keep ahead of things and kids and stuff like that, raising kids and you know, a crazy wife that I had to freaking go and beat the shit out of all of her freaking boyfriends every time I turned around. You know, and just shit like that, man. Infidel. Infidelity. Infidelity just sucks. But um, anyway, um, I never had time. And and I would think that. I would say that. i said I just don't have any time. I just don't have any time. And guess what? I had no time. Guess what happened, though, when I changed that? I finally changed that. I realized I was doing that. And I said, oh, i got to change this, too. Crap, okay. So I started, I started with just Bible study. And guess what happened? Eventually, I was able to study. And I know this is an ungodly number, and you probably won't believe it or not. But if you do, sit down and do the math, you probably, uh, if you spend 30 years studying and uh, 12 hours a day, I was my least amount of study. When I first started, it was uh, five minutes, which became 10 minutes, which became 20 minutes, which became an hour, which became, and then just multiplied like that. Eventually, after 30 years of studying, I was studying 16, 20 hours a day. I'm not kidding you. I'd sleep, fall asleep on my Bible, wake back up and keep studying. Yeah, uh, slept at my desk a lot. You know, I'd been over on my desk. At where I was working at the church or where, you know, over here or whatever when I was in the ministry, I'd fall asleep I would just fall asleep, man, if I could study and I just the same thing playing guitar I got to where I could play the guitar for five hours you know, just straight through but it started with me nodding off after a while, I'd be playing and I'd nod off and I'd wake back up to keep playing and it just kind of kept going this is the thing that happens, if you press into God and you want time to study, press in and ask God for that time but make sure you take the time that's available and use it for that, and when you do you're being responsible see the the more time will actually open up for you, and the more time will open up pretty soon you you'll have time where you can study for years. I sat right in this room right here for twenty years and studied you know, like I said, I was falling asleep at my desk, I nod off, fall asleep, wake back up when it when it accumulated back then, I could sleep sleep for four hours, and I was fine now I got to sleep a little longer but but see that's the thing is it's like if you if you just take the time when you have the time that opportunity will multiply for you, and time will open up even more. And believe me, I know time. I know it very well. I have strange things that happen with time in me. Uh, and having an interaction with time is very strange things. And there's some other people on this planet that have the same kind of experience as I do, and maybe a variation of those, and it's a little bit different. But still, if you take the time, it'll open up. Now, that's key. And that can be applied. That idea, that principle can be applied, because it's a principle. It can be applied to almost everything. So far, I haven't found anything it can't be applied to even friends. But you have to change that mindset. You have to change it. If you were hanging around a lot of toxic people, stop it. Get away from there. It's not, it's not a good environment for you. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I used to have a lot of health problems. All right? And then and then I overcame those, even with the HIV. Okay, But what I did was I, I went in and set my intentions. And how you set your intention is you do it with your I am's. Okay? You want to have the intention of doing something good instead of doing something bad. So you have to change those. You have to change that default thinking in order to get there. If you're in that space where you're getting bad things in your life. So I did this, man. My words are a powerful factor in my life. I use them wisely. I recreate all the conditions about me, talking only about the things I want to see live and grow. Now, that's a tough one. If you start meditating on that, you'll be like, oh, man, what did I just say? You know, you'll be talking to somebody, you are like, what did I just say? Oh, man. You know, you'll know, catch yourself, too. But when you do, the next list was this. I had a list right here of things that I, I wanted to see. I wanted to see difference in my life. I needed to change that. The intention. My intention is to have health and vitality joy, bliss, and happiness, wisdom, intelligence, honesty, integrity, agape, and brotherly love as well, and gratefulness, playfulness, passion, and success. These I put in a list right here on my wall. I've got a whole list of stuff here. And I'd get up every morning and I'd, I'd read these things every day. Read them and I would meditate on them. And I would talk them. I would walk around I'd go for a walk for three 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 and a half miles. So it was about an hour, hour and a half. I'd be out walking for an hour and a half and I'd be talking. People thought I was nuts but I'd be saying, repeating these things over and over again. I'd put a list in my pocket, laminated it, put it in my pocket and I'd carry it with me. I pull it out and I would just go down that list and I just keep saying and I kept doing that, I kept doing that, I kept doing that. I am, I am, I am, I am this, I am this. I'm better than the, that I was. The greatness is in us. We're better than these 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 uh, these default settings that people get stuck on and they start calling us and labeling us. And guess what those labels do? They actually hold us in a pattern. This evil. They hold us in a pattern. that's toxic. They hold us in a pattern of basically the the waste, the garbage. So people spit garbage or poison if you want to put it that way all over you. Don't don't dwell on that. Let it go, get over, get over that, get over yourself too, and get over them. Don't let anybody have any power over you like that. Because guess what happens? You end up having a bad life. The first half of my life is horrible. The second half, it's going great now. I mean, it's been going great ever since I, yeah. I ended up having a, you know, I ended up I ended up in a place where I, you know, I just ended up having a spiritual, I'll just put it that way, you know, with spiritual awakening. if you gonna put it that way, but I ended up in that place by doing this. Do this. It will help you. It will help everybody. It will help your children even. Okay, check this out. Here's another piece, piece too. One little small piece of information, and then I'm going to drop this. We're, we'll be done. Okay, we hold other people in, this, in a pattern in the past if we don't let go of the past, if we don't overcome. Jesus was talking about forgive those. Is, he said this. He said, forgive those that ask for it. And Peter said, well, what if they do it you know, 70 times, Lord? He's, you know, Or how many of keeps keep coming back? And the Lord says 70 times 7 then you know forgive them just keep doing it there's a reason it lets you off the hook it may not left them off the, they 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 got are they already on the hook their own hearts already dwelling on it if they're unless they're a freaking psychotic murderer or something like that then they're, uh, but you they're already they're, you don't but you're holding yourself back there too once you let yourself go it'll change everything i mean think about this you let other people go it'll change things when i and i know this for a fact when i was pissed off. I was mad. I had so much resentment and bitterness in my heart from the past, because of the way my mom was, that I was holding her in a place in the past, and guess what happens? She was staying in that place, and so she was in the angst, constantly, in 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 the past, in the relationship with me. She'd be like, okay, so our environment was like this. We'd be hanging out with each other and she'd fucking just was like, go off on me and shit for, for no reason at all. I was like, what's going on? Well, one day I was sitting here and I was doing my I am. I am bliss, I am love, I am joy, I am peace, I am allowance, grat- gratitude, empowerment, freedom, confidence, passion, belief, enthusiasm, engagement, eagerness, optimism, hope, humility, compassion, goodness, faith, temperance. You know what I am saying? I am before all these two. Faith, temperance, prosperity, creativeness, beauty, laughter, and harmony, um, growth, maturity, purpose, grace, favor, wholeness, wellness, tranquility, wisdom, life, serenity. I'm serenity. Uh, yeah, that's a good one, too, by the way. I am kindness. I am abundance. Kindness, that's another one, too. Traits that we don't have. Do the opposite of those traits. You know, the, the good things. Bring the good things in your life. Abundance, success, generosity, patience, loyalty. I am infinity, for I am divine spark. That's what, these were the things that I was, this is the list that was in my pocket. I was sitting there reading over this list one morning, and I heard this, the Holy Spirit says to me, it goes like this, says, Daniel, speak that over your mom. I said, you out of your mind. There's no freaking way I'm going to do that. She's freaking, she's, she's on her own. She's a crazy bitch. He goes, no, speak that over your mom. And I said, okay. So I said, all right. After a little while, I pondered it, and I said, oh, why not? So I did. In two weeks of doing this, two weeks, that's all it took, it switched our relationship from fucking badness to goodness. She stopped acting like a crazy nut. I was already changed, but she was still hanging on. It's because we hold our, we can hold people in the past. I can hold them back there, and guess what happens? Their behavior is like the past behavior. Even if they're different to everybody else, they'll be the same to you. But if you don't see them any different in a different life, you've got to see them in a different light. That sets you free, it sets them free, and guess what happens? Peace. Oh, my God, peace is so important. It's like one of the most important things there is. A lot of people forget that. Don't forget that. Don't be like, the, don't be like everybody that forgets those things. If you see something that needs to change in somebody else, it's because you need it to, it's in you and that needs to change in you that's why you're seeing it in somebody else. yeah, I know figure that one. it's kind of a crazy crazy idea, but it's true when I saw that when that happened that shift happened i was i i couldn't believe it. I was like, well she's and it took a while for me to recognize it and and really let it sink in she actually that actually worked As I went back to that, I was like, wow, you were right, uh-huh, you were right, Lord." Thank you. Thank you. Okay, here's another one, too. Stay thankful and grateful about everything, even the bad things. Go look at the story of Job. Job is in angst, and his wife says, Well, curse God and die. Which is the same thing Satan told God in heaven. Oh, he's going to curse you and die, you know, and blah, blah, But he's going to curse you, and he'll curse God. And God says, No, he won't. You know, I've cursed God myself, you know, before. And I know, Oh, oh you shouldn't do that, Daniel. I know. But haven't you been so damn mad that she just started barking at the moon? You know, you know, I climbed up in the tree one time and yelled at him, Rai! you know, I needed his attention. Shook in the tree, give me your attention. You know, and I know it's crazy, but it actually worked though. So be careful though, because uh, where your heart's dwelling at, you're going to get that, you know. And um, so, but uh, anyway, the thing is, is that we, we have to actually, in order to, to actually move forward, have good things in our life, have a better life. If you're looking for a better life, the answers are right what I just said. They're right there. They're in this broadcast. And um, you guys, just practice this. but, But do this for sure. Think good thoughts about yourself. We're already carrying shame and guilt and all that stuff. And if you've given your life to the Lord, you're forgiven of that stuff. And that's in the past. It says in the Scriptures that God throws our sin as far as the east is from the west. That means every bit of it. That means all the... All the mindsets, all the labels, all that crap that that we heap on ourselves when we do stupid things, don't do that to yourself. Don't call yourself stupid. Say I know I'm better than this. And keep going. That's all you gotta do. Don't say I'm stupid. You say I know I'm better than this. See, there's a difference. There's a way to talk to yourself. Yeah, okay, listen. If you go to a restaurant and you're sitting there and see somebody and you get up and you and, and you think of this guy needs a guy I need to give him my peace of mind. So you go over and you start yanking on him, you know, about something. There's a different way to say it, in a way that the person will receive it. And you're still saying the same thing. Just dwell on that first before you go and open your mouth up to say anything. And definitely do that to yourself. Give yourself a break. You're worth more than that. And you are worthy. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. You know what it says in Scripture about us? David said this, I'm wonderfully made. And said, I'm wonderfully made. Think about that. God knit us together in our mother's womb and we are wonderfully made. And you are wonderfully made. So all right, Peace out, baby. I'm at the end of the broadcast. Don't touch it all. We'll be right back. Yahoo! Rev DDT, Universal Broadcast. Broadcasting live across <laughs> the universe is Rev DDT. You guys have a good day. Bye bye.